Ref Focus with Maples Teasdale, the law firm where real estate really matters. Hello, and welcome to the Ref Focus or Refocus podcast, where we discuss our top takeaways on current market topics. I'm Brooke. And I'm Catherine. The most important asset on a Ref investment deal is the property. Lenders will therefore want to ensure that if the property is destroyed or damaged, that their collateral remains intact. In other words, lenders will want to ensure that their interests are sufficiently safeguarded from events outside of their control. This is dealt with by way of insurance. If the property is destroyed or damaged, the insurance proceeds will be used to either reinstate the property or to repay the loan. Either way, the lender's collateral remains whole. Now, for this reason, insurance is particularly important on a REF transaction. Lenders will want to ensure that they have an interest in any insurance policies that are in place, and this is dealt with in a number of different ways across the transaction. For example, lenders will want security over the insurance policies, the facility agreement will contain insurance undertakings, and lenders will require borrowers to comply with specific insurance CPs. So, Brooke, to kick us off, could you please tell us how the lender will take security over an insurance policy? Usually the security documents, i.e. the debenture or legal charge, will contain an assignment over all present and future insurance policies. This ensures that the lender will have the benefit of any policies that the borrower has entered into on day one and any policies that, if applicable, they may enter into in the future. For example, if they bought another property and took out a separate insurance policy for it. In addition, lenders will also take security by way of assignment over any insurance proceeds. This helps to ensure that if there is any insurance payout, the lender can ensure that it is either used to repay the loan or reinstate the property. However, the strength of the security depends on the effectiveness of the policy itself. This is dealt with by insurance undertakings in the facility and the CPs. Catherine, what insurance undertakings will be contained in the facility? Under the facility agreement, borrowers are required to make certain undertakings in respect of their insurance policies. For example, they must ensure that the policies cover certain events, such as fire, storm, tempest and terrorism, and that the amount insured is sufficient. Usually this is the reinstatement value of the property. In addition, it's common, particularly for deals documented on the LMA's template for REF transactions, for the borrower to have to ensure the following. One, that the lender is named as composite insured or co-insured on the insurance policy. This means that the lender has its own separate insured interest. And for if any reason the insurance policy becomes void, either due to non-payment, misrepresentation or other breaches, the other party's coverage remains unaffected. Two, the lender is named as first loss payee. This goes hand in hand with the lender taking security over the insurance proceeds as it ensures that if there is an insurance payout, the lender receives the monies. It's important to note that this clause is often negotiated, so that lenders only receive the proceeds over a certain value. And finally, lenders will want to receive prior notice of any proposed policy amendments or cancellations. The insurance undertakings in the facility agreement, though comprehensive, don't grant lenders complete reassurance. As an added layer of precaution, lenders also embark on their own due diligence. This is done by way of specialist insurance CPs. Brooke, could you run us through what insurance CPs will be included on a REF transaction? First, the lender will review the insurance policies currently held by the borrower. 
They will want to understand whose name the policy is in and therefore who can grant security over the policy. Lenders will want to ascertain the scope of the insurance policy. They will compare what the insurance policies propose to cover, for example, fires, tempests, etc., to the insurance undertakings in the facility to ensure that everything they expect to be covered is covered. Further, the lender will also want to check that the sum insured is sufficient to cover potential damages or losses. Again, this will be stated in the facility. And finally, lenders will check the duration of the policy and whether it is currently valid. Lenders will want to ensure that any insurance policy the borrower holds is valid on day one and be aware of when it is due for renewal, which is usually annually. The key takeaway is that the lender will want to ensure that the borrower can meet the insurance undertakings that have been specified in the facility. Catherine, are there any other insurance CPs to be aware of? Yes, one of the most important insurance CPs and most heavily negotiated is the insurance broker's letter. The insurance broker's letter is a letter issued by the borrower's broker or insurer containing a number of statements about the borrower's insurance policy. These statements need to be aligned with the borrower's obligations under the facility agreement. For example, the property is insured against the necessary acts, the lenders will be named as co-insured and first loss payee. The IBL therefore gives the lender that additional layer of comfort, a third-party confirmation that the policies meet the requirements without the lender having to delve into fine print of the policies themselves. The LMA produced a template IBL in 2016. However, this is still one of the most heavily negotiated documents on any transaction. Insurers and brokers will want to be comfortable that they can give the statements in the letter and will heavily amend the letter or tailor the wording so that it directly accords with the policies in place. The drafting, reviewing and finalising of the insurance broker's letter can therefore take time. In order to ensure that it doesn't hold up completion, remember the broker and insurer are third parties outside control of both the lender and the borrower, it's important to start this process really early. So more often than not, it's the first thing that a borrower's solicitors will deal with when a transaction kicks off. Brooke, are there any alternatives to the IBL? IBLs are time-consuming and require a lot of negotiation. As an alternative to an IBL, a lender could appoint an independent insurance consultant. The IIC will act on behalf of the lender and liaise with the borrower's broker. They will negotiate and draft the facility's insurance language in conjunction with the borrower. This will mean that the borrower's insurance undertakings will meet the lender's requirements and the lender will not lose that third-party confirmation, but without the back and forth. At the close of the transaction, the IIC will then produce a report on the insurance policies for the lender akin to an IBL. This is often a sensible alternative to avoid solicitors going back and forth on behalf of the broker, saving both time and money. So there you have it, our top tips on insurance in a ref transaction. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next month. Ref Focus with Maples Teasdale, the law firm where real estate really matters.